You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome in. Minor Talk is live along with Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bradis. Together we bring you Minor Talk after every UTEP football game, and now it's UTEP basketball season. And wow, we have a great show ahead of us. UTEP defeats New Mexico State 67-64. UTEP came into this one confident. They came into the week confident. After the Texas game, this team was uh, feeling good about themselves, the way that they were able to uh, you know, handle adversity against the Longhorns, uh, one of the top 15 teams in this country uh, across college hoops. And the way that they were able to show what they could do against New Mexico State, which, by the way, New Mexico State uh, loved what we saw from Xavier Pinson, loved what we saw from DeShondre Washington. Those two guys are studs. They they need some help in other spots, and I think that's the big takeaway for the Aggies tonight. Uh, but, man, for the Miners, they were in total control in this contest. Led for nearly the entire game. Uh, credit guys like Tay Hardy, who scored 14 in this one. Zarek Onyema, who went absolutely crazy in the first half. 13 points, 7 rebounds to finish out the day, and he did foul out of this contest. And then Mario McKinney Jr., somebody who didn't play against the Longhorns, somebody who had been going through a lot, um, you know, over the past couple weeks in his personal life, and uh, has a, you know, a tremendous outing against his former team. It was an emotional game for him. You could just tell it, you know, tell by the way he was playing. 10 points, 10 of, uh, 5 of 10 shooting on from the field was Mario McKinney Jr., and just uh, really impressed with his urgency, his performance tonight in this contest. And this one was chippy, Sal. It was like, you know, back and forth. Uh, there was uh, smack talking on both sides. NMSU was talking crap. UTEP was dishing it out back to them. And you know what? I, I have so many takeaways from this contest, Sal. One of the first ones is UTEP can maybe play 10 guys across their roster. I mean, they've got a solid rotation. They've got more depth than last year. And, that, I mean, maybe that's an early, you know, knee-jerk reaction. But with Do- Jonathan Dos Anchos, you know, not playing right now, rehabbing from that injury that he suffered against Texas and out for the foreseeable future, and knowing what this team has on their roster right now, you got to feel pretty good if you're a UTEP fan about the depth of this group and uh, what this team really has. I, I would just, I would just say that when it comes to this UTEP team. Um, they haven't been successful at all over the past couple years against New Mexico State. Going into this contest, in fact, New Mexico State had won six of the last eight games at the Don Haskins Center. That just tells you right there the dominance the Aggies have had against UTEP uh, throughout this rivalry series. NMSU has also won 11 times in the last 13 matchups against the Miners, and it's the first win in this rivalry series under head coach Joe Golding. It's the first... uh, you know, win that they've had against the Aggies since that 2019 game uh, back with Coach Rodney Terry. But you know what the difference is between that win and this one, Sal? This one, they were in complete control. That last one, it was a dogfight back and forth. And I mean, hey, no knock against that last win because I think that was kind of that program program setting win for them in 2019. But this year's win was impressive. I mean, there that we could be seeing three matchups. This could be the first edition of what could be a trilogy between New Mexico State and UTEP this season. Uh, they're guaranteed two games, might play three. Uh, but this one was fantastic. Miners come out with a 67-64 win tonight. They're getting a jump on a potential um, 
consistent basis where it could be that possibility of three matchups because them joining Conference USA next year, what's likely going to be a home and home, right? Then there's the conference tournament. So, there you go. So, I mean, it, this is kind of just the appetizer, basically. But, no, you're, you're right. For the Aggies, this is a team that's coming off. It's a basically a brand-new team as well, two guys returning. But um, still, though, those principles um, are still the same pretty much, and, and they apply. You, you can't say that Coach Hire won't have his team ready, but this is a good win nonetheless, although it isn't that it's – that specific um, state team from last year, it's still a team that's going to be pretty scary and contending for the WAG. So this is a good win for the Miners. Now, is it too early to tell? Of course it is. I mean, it's barely the second game of the year. It's barely their first win of the year. But for it to be against New Mexico State, it's a lot more special this time around. So um, when you mentioned the depth as well, I think it's just the readiness of of those guys and the intensity that they bring when they come off of the bench too. So you're not really, uh, I mean, skill-wise, some guys, you know, are separate than others in terms of their own specific abilities. But that intensity and that attention to detail on defense is what can set them apart. As long as they can continue to do that, they're going to have a chance in, in just about every game. I, I, mean, I mean, I could not have said it better, Sal. Their defense is so elite, it'll keep them in every single contest. And I, I'd be surprised. It's kind of like the UTEP football defense. I'm surprised when they're not good. I'm surprised <laughs> right, when they're having yeah. a down game. So, yes, I, I'm, I'm completely in the same boat as you. Now, I, I want to open up the phone lines right now and, and uh, welcome on any listeners who want to chime in about this one. 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Later on in the show, we'll bring you our hot hand of the game. Thanks to our great friends at Wind Supply El Paso. And then we'll give you our player of the game. Thanks to Keith Southwest as well. Um, we want to invite people to call in onto the show. For a lot of UTEP fans, this was their first time time watching this new look UTEP team. What was your first impressions on the Miners? Give us a call. Let us know what you thought. 915-505-6009. We'll take calls as long as we can here. It's the Battle of I-10 rivalry. It was 11,000 plus fans in in attendance at the Haskins Center, and uh, it was a lot of fun to watch this team show up in their home opener. Let's go to the phones right now. Let's welcome on uh, our man Joe Rod, who's going to break down the press press conference after the game. Uh, Joe, I'm sure it was a lot of smiles, a lot of happiness, a lot of cheers from the UTEP side of things celebrating this victory. Yeah, most definitely, Adrian's going to be back on for another uh, season of the UTEP basketball here at, uh, on, on Minor Talk with you. After the game today, uh, the, uh, the two players for the UTEP Miners that we had media availability with was uh, Tay Harding and uh, Shamar, uh, Shamar Givens. Obviously, Tay Harding uh, tonight <clears throat> on the night was able to score a uh, total of 14 points for the Miners, uh, while uh, Shamar scored uh, a total point, total of three points. But obviously, both of these players were were key factors in, in tonight's victory. And basically, what you know, what I, the question I asked them is, you know, as far as them being able to to take the lead uh, with 17 minutes to go in, in the first half and not look back for the rest of the game, uh, what that meant to them. And and both of them just kind of agreed on the idea that um, it said a lot about this their confidence and the chemistry that they were able to 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 generate tonight here in the Don Haskins Center, Adrian. 
You know, that's real interesting, Joe. Now, let me ask you this. As far as kind of their – were they overly excited? Did you kind of feel like they're they're celebrating a little too much? Or do you kind of feel like this group was focused? Because, you know, when they were coming off the court after the game, uh, I remember last year's team. I, I felt like last year's team would really celebrate those victories in a huge way. And I'm not saying that this year's team didn't deserve to celebrate, but they were kind of coming off the court just smiling. It was kind of calm, cool, collected, but kind of, you know, they felt good about this win, but it wasn't like they, they were going to storm the court after beating the Aggies or anything like that. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with you 100%. Um, and I think also uh, coming into the media room after the game, you, you got to remember, Adrian, it was their first time dealing with, with, with that experience of coming in to, to, to address the media after a game, the, the local media here at the Don Haskins Center. So I think it was, you know, they were a little bit just kind of, uh, you know, just very, very calm and collected and just kind of taking in the experience, not, you know, kind of not knowing what to expect. Um, but I also think that that kind of uh, rolls over into what uh, Joe Golding said about this team consisting of all of these team players that that, that compose this team. And in their first battle of I ten, you you know, I asked them, uh, you know, how, if they they got the meaning of this and and what a big deal it was. And Joe Golding to that he responded that he felt that this team was was a little bit naive to 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 the whole rivalry and what it meant. But as soon as the ball tipped off, you know they were very business like, um, and I think it showed tonight for forty minutes on the court. Well, that's really good. I mean, that's awesome stuff there, Joe. Now, I, I just want to say that when it comes to this team right here, they're such a great group, and, and I, I feel like with this group, they have so much potential, so much that they could bring onto the table. So, uh, yeah, most definitely, Joe. Really appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in. Uh, our telephone number on the program, 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into Minor Talk. That's 915-505-6009. Really appreciate Joe Rod chiming in on the show. Uh, Sal, one of the big things I I want to say yeah. 20 turnovers. UTEP's defense forced 20 turnovers and had five different steals tonight. What a game. Yeah, and that that's really what got them the lead in the first place and was um, really what kind of kept them in control, if people want to put it that way. I mean, I don't want to say it was wire to wire, but they got the lead pretty early. That's as close to wire to wire as you could get. Uh, but what I guess I, I don't like, and it's just me being picky, right? You, you get 13 or 14 in the first half, and then uh, or 14 rather, and then you only get 6 in the second half. Right. Um, I, I mean, you, you definitely want to see that uh, improve. However, who's not to say that's a result of what what um, higher was doing as far that's as adjustments point. too. So I mean, nonetheless, twenty turnovers. That's almost that's like a turnover every what uh, every two minutes or so. So that's incredible. Yeah, and I, there, I remember a stretch in the first half specifically, Sal. How uh, you know UTEP had four seven turnovers in five minutes. That's just real impressive by this defense and what they were able to do. So a uh, big shout out to uh, this UTEP team. Big shout out to my fiance who's out right now in Austin. Uh, I'm giving her a big shout out because she's out celebrating her uh, her back. Bachelor, uh, her bachelor weekend. Uh, we're getting married next week, uh, next month. I was going to say next week. That was going to really worry me, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, nonetheless, uh, very excited about that, man. Um, hey, let's go to the phones right now. Let's welcome on Jessen onto the program. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Let's burn through some phone calls. Jessen, welcome back to Minor Talk. We were back for another season. How you doing? I'm doing good. Just came back from the game. Jessen, uh, you're a big UTEP fan. You called us, uh, you know, last year throughout the season as well. Tell us a little bit about this game. What do you think of this team? Well, first off, well, the team was very different from last year. Very different. Yeah, I mean, did you need like the roster? Did you need a kind of a, a little refresher as far as all the names and stuff like that go? 
Yeah, the the roster was different, and the way they played was really different. Yeah, I, I agree completely. What do you think of the team? I think it's really good. The defense is impeccable. It's very good. Yeah, I'm, who are some of your favorite players so far early on into this? Uh, I'm really glad we got uh, Jamari Sibley back. He's okay. pretty good. He is. He is good. Uh, so, uh, what's his name? I know his first name is Mario. Yeah, there, there you go, Mario McKinney. I, I liked him a lot, too. Hey, he played his old team in New Mexico State. How cool is that? A Utah player going up against a former Aggie right there. I like it. Yeah, it's a really good and i think that we're still going to be good even though some of our players did transfer okay all right hey jessen appreciate the phone call man thanks for calling in on the program give uh, do me a favor anytime you want to talk utep hoops give us a call okay Okay, thank you very much. Hey, thank you, Justin. Great call. Uh, let's keep it moving. 915-505-6009. Justin knows his basketball. This is uh, He's called multiple times on the program. He knows his basketball for sure. So, uh, really like his phone calls. Yeah, and this is just um, one win on the season that looks promising so far, right? So, sure. w- w- when those games against um, you know conference opponents are going to matter, I mean, they all matter, but when that window's getting a lot tighter, it's going to be really, really cool to hear him call in and, and there pick, you go. pick apart, dissect, you know, the whole game and, and uh, give his take on it. So I'm excited. Hey, let's go to Twitter real quick. Then we'll go to both UTEP Minetto and Mike from Austin. Uh, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. We just opened up a phone line right now. You can call us in if you have if you have anything on your mind. 915-505-6009. Let's start it off right. Joe Chacon tweets us here on, on uh, Minor Talk. Picks up, down goes NMSU. Miners are only going to keep getting better. Hashtag rise up 915. Great job tonight. Coach Joe Cool. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag while listening to the game, I got a surprise at Adrian Bradis and Sal Montes. I'll show you in a bit. Okay, I don't know what's going on there, but all right, man. Uh, Adrian at Enemy Win 3 tweets the show. Great game. Miners shot the ball well. CUSA TV is trash. Golding has put together a good team. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, I'm sorry, Adrian. I'm sorry for everybody out there who had to watch CUSA TV. We had people saying, hey, the sound quality is not good. And it was the CUSA TV. It wasn't even us here. It's so funny because I saw that tweet. Yeah. Immediately, I, I go to my laptop. I go to my phone. I'm like, I need to check out these streams. And, and me, right. me being as meticulous as I am, first of all, I check the 600 app because that's what, what we run. And then I'm like, okay, well, the UTEP Miners app is going to get our feed or, you know, directly from the station let me check that out so i'm like hmm should i i don't want to say they're a competitor but it's not our app right so right i'm not gonna say hey pick them over us but i'm like you know what i'm so compelled to say if ours isn't working check out the other one and just use it as a rule everybody if ours isn't working check out the other one it's cats out the bag but of course um, sure enough it sounded fine so i'm like oh shoot I, everything sounds fine we did a troubleshoot and i think it was kingsley who brought it to our attention so i asked him are you listening to the 600 app or the minor app and he's like oh no I'm on Conference USA TV, so Mm. uh, yeah, check us out, the 600 app. There you go. I like it, Sal. Let's keep it moving. UTEP Mineto joining us next on the phone lines. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. A lot of tweets to get to. A lot of thoughts that people have about this. Mostly positive. Uh, let's keep it moving. Let's get more people's thoughts on this. Remember, early into the season, this is still just the second game of the year. Can't overreact just yet. Uh, but it's a promising start. I mean, holding Texas to what they did, fighting the way that they did in Austin in a hostile environment, and then 
coming back home and beating the Aggies of NMSU at home. Uh, promising start for the uh, the Miners, that's for sure. Let's go do. Oh, go ahead, Sal. And, and you know what? I, I just thought about too before we get get back to the lines. Um, if we kind of date back to last year, they closed out the the home schedule with the win against North Texas. That's right. So that's two big wins um, back to back if you date it back to last year. Yeah, and I'm not counting the basketball classic, so I like that. I, I think that we should just totally forget about that and the fact that UTEP even went to that postseason uh, tournament. No, the uh, North Texas, not the the, the regular season. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yes, yes. That was the last regular season win. Correct. That's exactly right. Senior day, beating the top team in Conference USA. Uh, I definitely, definitely remember that. Let's keep it moving. Let's go to UTEP Mineto on the program. 915-505-6009. UTEP Mineto, what's going on? How you doing, gentlemen? Uh, also, wanna, before I move forward, I want to give a shout-out to Justin. I'd love to hear more younger minor fans call in. That yep. was pretty awesome. Justin's the man. Really, he, really he, he does it. a great job, so appreciate that. Yeah. Definitely. So I, I want to say something. I said it last week, and I will always continue to say it. it might, I'm going to sound repetitive. Um, as you guys are seeing, the defense is, is really, really good. Um, and, you know, they're, they're going to continue to be consistent. Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot more where that's, gonna, that's coming, you know, for us to see. Um, I, I like – I like the new addition to all the players. I mean, the reason I, I am so high on this team right now is we got 11 new players and we're playing like this in the first two games. The way we played on national TV or in the, you know, at, at UT Austin is, you know, showed that these players, um, you know, are actually very mature. They do not stop. Um, and I will say this, and I've never said it before, um, but this team reminds me of the miners of the 80s and the 90s. They just don't quit, and they're going to keep going. We just need them to close out games. I would say that needs to be put, you know, get done and taken care of in the lab, but this team is going to continue to impress everyone. Yeah, you know, I think as far as uh, closing out the games, I, that you know, and and also free throws, those are two things that UTEP definitely needs to clean up. Uh, I think they know that as well, Mineto. I think that's one of the things that they're going to be uh, watching on their side. But hey, aside from that, I'm gonna, I will definitely tell you this. Uh, I it's it's not far off to say this team reminds you of the great teams in years past. I mean, it's not far off to just tell you, especially defensively, that this team uh, is pretty far along. Offensively, they still need to come along, and, and there's some different things that they need to do but uh, great call UTEP Mineto it's great to hear from you uh, we'll definitely hear from you on Twitter I know I, I got some tweets from you as well so I'll definitely read those uh, but appreciate the phone call man have a great night let's keep it moving let's go to Mike who's joining us out in Austin Texas Mike thank you so much for calling in on the program uh, what did you think about this contest as you got a chance to watch the Battle of I-10 Miners come victorious 67-64 well, first and foremost, uh, well wishes to you and your future your future nuptials. So um, appreciate that. Hey, appreciate that, that, Mike. Yeah. And um, like I said, like I told you last time I called in, you know, I used to be a contributor on Minor Rush, so um, I'm I'm that guy. But anyway, um, I'll tell nice. you, there's there's a positive thing about um, the feed. Oh well, before I get to that, great. You know, great call by uh, Justin and uh, and Minetto. But um, one of the things that I found interesting is that um, on last week's game against uh, UT Austin, I didn't have the the volume on, and obviously with the the feed today through Conference USA, 
um, you know, we had no audio. But there's there's something that uh, that caught my attention in both games that um, strikes me, and I just want to get your all's take on it. Is that watching the game without the audio? And I love Teich, and so nothing against you know the audio that Teich gives, but this team looks different. They always look like they're in the lead. It's it's a really strange thing. Even without looking at the score, they always look like they're in the lead. And I noticed this in both games. They're playing with that kind of confidence that I haven't seen in a while from uh, from any of our teams. And it's just um, it, it really is kind of uh, you know uh, great to see our team look like you know like they're always leading the game. And so it's a, there's a confidence that you, you, you can see that's differently, um, even with the audio off. It, it, it's really strange, and I just want to, you know, yeah, I'll hang up now and get your take on it. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Mike. Thanks for weighing in on this one. Um, you know, as far as kind of uh, the way that you're watching it, very interesting. Um, her different variations of that right there. But I'll just jump into it as far as uh, how they play and kind of their demeanor as far as they play. They're very calm. And I, I was talking to somebody on the team um, before the game started about this right there because I was telling them, you know, you guys never really folded under the adversity against Texas. And the person told me, well, look at who we have on our team. You have – Shamar Givens, who went up uh, against Kentucky when he was at Evansville and beat them on their home floor. You had Calvin Solomon with Stephen F. Austin go to Duke and beat uh, the Blue Devils in Cameron Indoor when he was with Stephen F. Austin. So some of these guys and, you know, Mario McKinney Jr., he's been in big games throughout his uh, college career while guys like Otis Frazier while guys like Malik Zachary, maybe those guys lack some of those high caliber contests. Um, I think this team shows you that they've got veteran guys who've been around and they're not afraid of the moment. And I think they're more calm, cool, and collected. They they understand the situation. They understand the bigger picture. And it's not just, hey, let's get really excited about a victory against New Mexico State. No, it's let's go out and, and finish this game. No, let's go out and understand that we're going to have three more potential contests, you know, two more after this one, but we might have three in total contests against this team. So it's not about getting too high about this win, not about about, you know, celebrating this one too much, but you know, understanding where you are as a, as a team, and I think that the demeanor about this group, I think that's what Mike's really trying to speak to. The demeanor of them, it's mm. positive early on, and, and I think you're seeing it whenever adversity hits. It seems like UTEP is able to respond positively. Yeah, and the defense is is just what's been so incredible. Only two games of the year so far, but um. The identity is established early on and, you know, kind of picking up from last year. I think we knew what their defense was, but just the level uh, so far, right? Because the two best opponents that they have on their schedule are, are these two teams that they just played. Whereas last year, you could pick apart various spots, but back-to-back games against really good opponents and the defense looks good. Um, and they're not where they want to be yet, too. I think that has some promising features there. I, I agree with that, and I feel like when you're looking at this group, uh, it's also not complete yet. I mean, they've only had Mario McKinney exactly, Jr. for yeah. just this contest right here. Jonathan Dos Anchos is, is out right now, and he'll be back with this group. So as soon as he's back with the team, it's kind of going to take a whole new form and a whole new shape. So, uh, real interesting right there. Hey, UTEP defeats New Mexico State 67-64. An exciting night at the Don Haskins Center. If you were at the game, or if you want to talk about this one with us, give us your first 
first impressions of this UTEP basketball team, give us a call. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into the show. We're going to take our first time out of the program. When we come back, we're continuing with more calls, a lot of tweets to get to. A Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk continues right here on 600 ESPN El Paso along with Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bradis. We're brought to you by our great friends at the Oscar Arieta Agency. Today, the Oscar Arieta Agency was actually raffling off an autographed framed signed jersey by Tim Hardaway. Uh, this one was his Tim Hardaway. This was Tim Hardaway's jersey from when he was with the Miami Heat. Uh, got a chance to check it out, and it was awesome. So uh, check out the Oscar Arieta Agency. It's riseup915.com. Easy enough to remember. Riseup915.com to uh, register for some great prizes with the Oscar Arieta Agency. Couple uh, tweets to get to. Then we'll get back to the phone lines right now as we continue. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. UTEP defeated. Of course, New Mexico State, 67-64. It's a huge, uh, huge victory for the Miners in this rivalry series. Uh, This is going to be a lot of fun as far as uh, this show and talking about this game. Got a a texted question into the show, and let's definitely go over this one, Sal. I like this. Um, Coming from our good friend Lou. Can't remember the last time we've had a guy that plays above the rim like Zarek Onyema does. I think 10 of his 13 points were dunks. Love that guy. That's what he texted yeah. into the program. You know, with Zarek Onyema, I mean, his progression. Look, like he has mm-hmm. some some uh, points where you're kind of like, oh, you know, that foul he shouldn't have had. Or, or, you know, maybe sometimes on the other side, oh, you know, he shouldn't have taken that shot right there. But uh, aside from just the smaller mistakes, man, this guy has improved, uh, you know, by by leaps and bounds from last year and even the year before, of course. Uh, he is now not just, hey, a spark off the bench, not just, hey, let's maybe throw him out there and see what he could do. Uh, now he's somebody that they can rely on, especially yeah. on offense. Yeah, it's it's what you expect from him, right? It's not what you hope to get uh, as before because that, that sample size was so small. You know, you, you knew what you were going to get, you know, some some – High flying dunks and a hustle play, but now, now that the minutes are are um, there's a lot more ministered to him throughout the games. You're starting to see more of that uh, come to fruition. So this is a guy who's worked on his game tremendously since he's been at UTEP. I don't want to say he had to change his game because he he never forgot who he was, but. He had a lot to adjust to, and I think that's benefiting him now. You know what I mean? Because we we heard from uh, from his father Kingsley on the show uh, last week saying, "Hey, no, he's always been able to um, to to do the three. Yep. You know what I mean? So um, that's what I look forward to seeing from Zarek Onyema um, from the rest of the season is just not only that high flying dunk here and there, but he's a pivotal part of this offense and the defense on both sides. So he, he's going to be relied on. When is the last time UTEP's had somebody who plays above um, the rim like that? Vince Hunter? That, I mean, really? That's the one I'm thinking of. I mean, they're they're completely different players. Oh, of course. Wrong, completely but, different. But as far as like, like high flyers or, or guys just attacking the rim because uh, they feel like the rim stole 
something from them. Yeah. I'd say that ferocity, yeah. You know what? I, I would say that there were spurts of Terry Wynn back, uh, I would say, okay. you know, uh, 2016. Uh, you'd see Terry Wynn who'd play a little bit above the rim, but then at times you'd, you'd kind of question his motor, question things like that. So I think he's kind of that poor man's, uh, you know, no offense to him. I just that It's just the term, just what we're saying here. But uh, kind of that style, not, you know, a little bit step below Zarek Onyema, but kind of the same idea right there. I wouldn't count, of course, Matt Wilms, wouldn't count guys like Bryson Williams, wouldn't count <laughs> FEODG, wouldn't count those guys. I, I got a name for you, and he played above the rim probably like six times because we never got to see him play as much. Are you saying Kelvin Jones? No. Okay, who? Deion Stroud. Oh, okay, okay, I like that. That's actually an, <laughs> this, a good name. This basically just turned into a dunk uh, <laughs> a, a dunk. Who's the best thread? dunkers of yeah. the last 10 years for UTEP? Yeah, I like yeah. this. Uh, let, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's go back to the phone lines right now. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number. Let's go to Sarah, who's joining us next on the show. Sarah, what's going on? How, how are you? Hello, can you hear me? Sarah, we can hear you loud and clear. What do you think of UTEP's win against New Mexico State? I thought it was a great game. I, I really enjoyed it. I missed the game last week. I couldn't get it um, pulled up anywhere. And so I was really excited to see how the team is starting to gel. Yeah, seriously. I mean, isn't it amazing? This is a brand new team. This is a, a bunch of brand new guys all together. And yet they're gelling like they're, they've been playing together for a long time. Exactly. But you know what? There was one particular guard that I thought stood out tonight. And I, I, he was the high scorer tonight, Tay Hardy. Oh, I'm very impressed by Tay Hardy. I agree with you there, Sarah. What'd you like from his game? Well, you know, he barely, he didn't really touch the ball that much in the second half of the game. But in the first half of the game, he did touch the ball quite a few times. And he was able to penetrate the defense quite well. Yeah, I like. I also like how he could kind of create his own shot, but he could also be your off-ball scorer. So, uh, 10 points in the first half, he had 4 points in the second half, you assess that perfectly, and then even in the second half, when he's not necessarily scoring points, he's grabbing rebounds like he did in this contest. Yeah, and I see that he's also helping a lot on defense, and he's not that big. Right, right. He's he's not that big of a guy, but he's a playmaker and he's been around. He's uh, again, I went back I said this earlier about veteran players, but he's a guy who's played for Southern Miss at, at pretty much at the same level at the mid-major hoops level. So he's a veteran around this sport and I think he's just hungry to show what he has, but Tay Hardy is going to be a name that we we mentioned a lot on this show for sure. Okay. I, I just really enjoyed the game. I'm so glad that they won the the I ten rivalry. We are we are in this to win this. Yeah, I, I hear you, Sarah. Hey, I appreciate the phone call. Great, great stuff. Loved your analysis. I thought you were spot on on Tay Hardy and his impact to tonight's game. And thank you again. Uh, be sure to call us back here on Minor Talk. We'd love to take your phone call and talk some more UTEP hoops with you throughout the season. Uh, let's keep it moving. We've got more calls to get to. Also, some Twitter, um, some Twitter responses that we got to get to. Let's go to Talisha Bennett, who sends us a tweet. I need sports talk on demand. I got excited and then an advertisement she was i think she was thinking that we were coming on right off the the broadcast but hey we're on now we're on now no ads right now uh you can listen to us commercial free right here 600 espn el paso here on minor talk uh 
Leo underscore minor fan tweets us. There's no given. Uh, there's no give in them. They fly above the rim, the floor, to the ball, to their man for rebounds. Their intensity is sharp and focused. They are fun to watch. Coaches, guys. Hashtag minor talk. Good night, gentlemen. And then he also follows it up by saying Steve Yellen on the broadcast said that UTEP fan attendance beat all conference USA last year. This is a fun team to watch. Get out there on the weekdays and hashtag rock the dawn. One thing that we wanted to mention, Sal, um, 11,315 mm-hmm. fans. It looked um, not as full as maybe that uh, near sellout would have indicated, but I will say this, at times in, uh, throughout the contest, it got really loud. It really did. Uh, what did you hear as far as the crowd? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I see the, the number here, the attendance showing 11,315. And just from here, right, because I wasn't at the right. game, it, it didn't sound like that. And it, it didn't have that feel. Maybe, you know, towards the end of the game when, uh, you know, the, the clock was winding down and it was uh, for sure that they were going to win. But um, throughout all the big plays, typically, you know, you hear the crowd just erupt. And it may have sounded loud in there for sure. But I it, it didn't sound absolutely crazy, but maybe twice okay. uh, o- over the broadcast. So I'm not too sure what the what the noise was like at the Haskins tonight. I, I'd be curious to hear from other fans about this as far as the crowd and what they thought about it. I thought that, uh, you know, when it was guys like Zerko Nyema with the thunderous dunk, uh, they mm. would go crazy over that. I thought the a- NMSU crowd was actually pretty good. They were hostile. Again, I, yeah. I, a lot of smack talk on both sides, NMSU and UTEP, so uh, just a lot of chatter all over the place. And then, um, you know, I always hammer the students, but I got to give them credit. Student section showed up tonight. Uh, they were loud. They were proud. They were also yelling at the NMSU players, too. So uh, guys like Jason Craig, who was like, you know, uh, uh, having the band yell again, you know, all that kind of stuff. That was all there tonight. Um, I I give a lot of credit to the student section and and the band. Um, They were definitely live. Are the Minor Maniacs back? There you go. That's a good question. Uh, not yet. Not yet. They got to get there, right? I, uh, good question, though. I, I like that right there. They We, we got to see more from the fans, uh, just in general. So uh, I think it'll come, and uh, it's just the first home opener, So and it was NMSU. So let's see what happens throughout the season, especially if this team can continue to win games. Francisco Rodriguez tweets us, Seeing the improvement Onyema has made in person is really amazing. He may be our best player this year. Could you see him being their best player? Uh, Yeah, if they go towards a a more um, rim type of uh, of offense you know what I mean if they want to be attacking the rim more I definitely could see it of course um, foul trouble's been been a bit of an issue and he did foul out tonight so in order for us to see that on a consistent basis those fouls would have to wind down because he can't be effective if he's not on the floor right the the less fouls he has the better that'll give him more freedom more range to do different types of things so no I, I'm excited to see it I, I, I if I had to boil it down to uh, let's say three because number one I'm gonna go right with Givens yeah, without me too. Me too. Givens, um, I'll say without a doubt, Zarek will be the the fan favorite. But another guy who's kind of um, who's kind of making some big noise, Derek Hamilton. A wow. lot of good stuff tonight. Wow. As far as a top three player, you're throwing Derek Hamilton in the uh, mix? Let, let me take that back. Uh, <laughs> fan favorite. If I had to pick top three, uh, McKinney. Okay, I like that. Yeah. All right, all right. So I like the three you mentioned. Shamar Givens, who, by the way, three points tonight. 
four rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, a steal. People would tell you, man, where was he in this game? No, 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 no. This game, uh, he was relied on heavily. Shamar Givens, man, he is a true point guard. I really like how he plays. He is so tough on the court. He he dives for loose balls. He's great on defense. Um, yeah, Shamar Givens is probably one of my favorite guys to watch on this team. And he doesn't do much on the stat sheet, but he ju- does just enough. And he's a veteran guy uh, in this group. And you mentioned a guy like Derek Hamilton. You, look at the other spark plugs off the bench, like yeah. Kevin Kalu. You have Jamar. Mari Sibley, you have Carlos Lemus who hit a three-pointer off the bench. Derek Hamilton, when uh, Kevin Kalu came out in the first half due to an injury, and Zarek Onyema was out of the first half due to um, you know foul trouble. Derek Hamilton held his own. He had four points on two of two shooting and just four minutes of action. So what what I'm saying is with this group, what we're seeing so far is they can run deep. They can go with a 10-11 guys if they really wanted to. And I know that they'll probably trim down the rotation once conference conference play starts and uh, th- that those minutes will be tougher to actually come by but if you look at these guys and, and you just kind of look at the count of how many players actually got some minutes tonight uh, you're looking at in this contest right here specifically you're looking at 11 guys getting valuable minutes and that's significant for this group especially when you're talking about a whole new squad a whole new group who's uh, trying to learn and trying to do new things so uh, playing 11 guys I don't expect that to happen in January but maybe it happens Maybe they play 10. Maybe they play 11. And yeah. with Jonathan Dos Anchos maybe coming back um, once conference play starts, then you can expect to see um, this team continue to go with a lot of depth. And if they play defense at the rate that they do, they can go as deep as they want, especially right. if, if they're stopping whoever. It, it doesn't matter about the offense at that point. I mean, it's going to matter, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all game. But if there's stretches where the defense is just on fire, I mean, why not? Why yep. not? Why not? I'm with you there. I'm with you there, Sal. Let's get going on some phone calls. UTEP Zay joining us next on the phone lines. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Zay, you got a chance to watch this UTEP squad tonight, debut against uh, New Mexico State. Give me your thoughts after this one. Man, I'm I'm excited, man. This team is deep. This team is deeper than I thought. I mean, the defense is crazy. I thought at times maybe they forced some shots, but I'm happy, man. I'm, I'm ooh. Yeah, I think the forced shots will will definitely uh, come um, as the, as this team starts things off early on into the season. Like they play Sol Ross Tuesday. I want to see some of those, like Derek Hamilton extended minutes. I want to see Kevin Callu extended minutes, those guys, so we can actually see them take some shots and you know do some different things, but just to see what they can do on the floor. So I'm with you on that. And uh, those unforced shots, or I mean those maybe four shots at times, I think they'll clean that up in a month or two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the offense they looked a lot cleaner, a lot smoother. And um, it just felt like they had NMSU like, in a chokehold. Like, they, they just had them the whole game. NMSU, you know, gets them a little more momentum. And UTEP responds, responds. And I think the, the score is to indicate, you know, I think UTEP won this game com- comfortably. And uh, I think yeah, so, happy. too. Yeah. You know, they they, yeah, uh, they they didn't really look back in this one, Zay. They were up, uh, they led for 38 minutes of this contest. Uh, you know, New Mexico State, they they had some life, but they were really, um, New Mexico State was relying on two different players, uh, Pinson and uh, Deshondre Washington. Those were their two guys who really uh, d- did everything for them offensively. And then on defense, or on offense also, they turned the ball over 20 times. It's tough to win any games if you turn the ball over 20 times like that. Yeah, yeah. 
the defense was great, and um, the crowd, the energy felt a little bit off at times. But I mean, that it'll come later in the season. It, it'll get louder. It'll, I, had, I just, it was a fun day for me. I, I had fun. Okay, I'm glad you liked it. Who are some of the? All right, give me like your sleeper guy. Don't sleep on this guy, or you want to see more from this guy? Uh, who impressed you today? Uh, well. Rio, Mar- Mario McKinney, I, maybe he's not a sleeper, but, man, he, he's just a bucket. Anytime he gets the ball, he's going hard to the lane, and he, his athleticism is crazy. And um, Calvin Solomon, you know, he was on a journey tonight. You know, he traveled a couple times, but I like his aggressiveness a lot, his defense, and the way he just plays. You know, he just, he's, he's, he's a menace, in my opinion. Yeah, I I I gotta I gotta agree with you there. Rio was very impressive tonight. So uh, good stuff there, Zay. Hey, what do you think uh, in this in this coming week that UTEP plays against, of course, uh, Sol Ross? What do you think? What do you want to see from this squad uh, just moving forward uh, when it comes to this group? I just want to see a clean offensive game. You know, so at times they got a little sloppy, and you know, of course, the four shots. But other than that, they look pretty good. You know, the rebounding, it was it was. Decent. It wasn't as good as it was against Texas, but I'm, I think they did pretty good. I think you just want to see the offense operate a little smoother. Okay. All right. Hey, Zeb, really appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for your, your coverage tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? See you. All right. That's Zay joining us here on the show. Let's keep it moving. We'll welcome on Kevin next, who wants to talk some UTEP basketball with us. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. As we continue here on Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency, UTEP defeats New Mexico State 67-64. Kevin, good evening. What's going on, my man? What's up, Adrian? What's up, Sal? How you guys doing tonight? Well, you you sound fired up, man. You sound jacked up, ready to go, so we're not as good as you tonight. That's for sure. I am definitely celebrating the win tonight because there's a lot to celebrate, man. A lot to celebrate. But, man, honestly, it was a great game all around. And they kind of hit it on the top right there. They just had them locked down the whole game, the whole 40 minutes, man. They just had them locked down. And MSU looked so out of sync, man. On all, It was honestly on both sides of the ball. It was very sloppy, a lot of turnovers, a lot of, you know, fouls that should have never happened. But, man, Utah persevered, and they came through, man. I'm First off, like, who is this Mario McKinney guy? I've never heard of this guy before. Yeah, I mean, he he was had to sit out that uh, Texas game due to personal reasons, was away from the team. Uh, but remember, uh-huh. he was with New Mexico State last year, man, and he was a strong oh, player right. for the Aggies last year. And, in fact, in the WAC tournament, he helped them beat uh, Abilene Christian in a critical game to help them advance in, in that uh, conference tournament. Uh, he's a great player, and when he's, like, on, when he has that hot hand, it's, it's hard to beat that guy because of his athleticism. Uh-huh. No, yeah, most definitely. I saw him just running up and down the court with ease, man. The way he would just drive the paint, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I haven't seen a guard from UTEP do that in such a long time, man. But, you know, other than that, man, the big man just played awesome. I want to see a lot more minutes from Derek Hamilton, like you said. You know, Onyema played well. I think, what, he had, like, what, 16, 17 points? I know he fouled out, man. 13 and 7, yeah. Good game. 13 and 7, man. He, He played a great game, man. And, you know, Going into the season, I remember telling myself, I'm like, man, this team doesn't have a true shooter. doesn't have a true shooter. But the fact that they all contribute, man, man, this is way different than that team last year, man. I felt like there was a – last year there was a lot of different, like, I guess, egos per se. So a lot of people just got the ball at different times. But, man, everyone's just playing together, man. You've got to love this from UTEP basketball, man. A true defensive team. And honestly, man, I think they can go pretty far, man. 
You you sound very positive about this group, Kevin. Uh, it seems like you know, even despite the injuries to Jonathan DeSantos and uh, despite uh, the game against Texas, you seem like you're ready to go with this group. Heck, man, we just beat New Mexico State, a team who wins the whack almost every <laughs> single year, man. You know, like they're a quality basketball team, and like the nation's slowly realizing, you know, New New Mexico State can ball, man, but. I'm glad we came out. I'm glad Golden got his first win against New Mexico State, man. I'm very positive moving forward. So, Hey, Kevin, you know, what was minors, the crowd man. like? What was the crowd like? You know, Zay kind of hit it on the point again. You know, he kind of just said it, was, it felt out of sync at times, you know. But, you know, it was still loud. That energy was there. You know, the crowd was at times just like, I guess, you know, it's the beginning of the season. We don't really know what to expect. We don't know sure. the players, you know. But, you know, it, it was the energy was there at times, but it was a little off. But man, I think it's going to get a lot better come January. I okay, see you guys. They'll, they'll build the anticipation, right, Kevin? I I, I hear you. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. All right, hey, appreciate the phone call, Kevin. Thanks for for thanks for the phone call. Um, he's hyped up, Sal. He's ready to go. Oh man, if only it were March already, right? If you could if you could put this team in March. That, that would be a good thing. There you but, go. Um, but, I mean, man, it's a lot of basketball to play from here until then. I think this team has a lot of potential for sure. I'm still on the it's too early training. Yeah. And I say this because I, I want to see more games like this. And, shoot, the basketball team wants to play more games like this as well, right? So it's definitely a step in the right direction. I mean, your first two games are against um, a ranked Texas Longhorns team and then against a New Mexico State team. As he said it, wins the whack every single year so this is um it's a good win for sure two tough games back to back and you're able to split um and and if we're being honest they're out of conference schedule outside of these two teams it's not really much to salivate over so they they gotta dominate now you know their non-conference play a majority of those games especially after a win like tonight but the way that they play defense it's um, it's it's there. Well, let's go over their non-conference schedule and go win by win. No, I'm just kidding. I, can you imagine? It's like there's like two games. I want to do season. each player with each minute. We're we're we're, we're going to mention how many passes they're going to have. The super analytics. Oh man. Well, I'll, I'll just reel off real quick. Sol Ross State comes to town Tuesday. Uh, then it's the Jim Forbes Classic, which begins November 22nd. Texas A. Uh, that that will open up against uh, Alcorn State. Then they'll take on CSU Bakersfield. Then they'll take on a Texas. Texas A&M Corpus Christi team that made it to the NCAA tournament last year, and then they'll close out the month of November at NMSU. So that's how they'll close out this month in non-conference play. Uh, I think it's way too early even to look um, as you know further than just that. So we'll keep it moving here on the show. Let's go back to Twitter. Uh, this coming in from Cesar Cubillos, who I saw before the game as well today. He says, maybe it's just me wanting to feel like a success, but after a lot of effort and promotion, I feel like we got a real student section tonight the noise from the section a and z made it feel like a difference yeah. good to see the team come through for a packed house i agree with you caesar the, i thought the students were great the, the cool part is is um over the years people have been wanting utep marketing to do incredible things they've been wanting them to to give them a reason to go to the games right people will you know sure. come up with some good promotions or what are you going to do marketing wise and they've done an incredible job so far this year and even last year um they they've done a good job so i, I know history has a lot to do with why the fans go to the games but you can't knock them for being a top conference usa when it comes to the attendance because no matter how that team is faring um you can bank on it being loud 
just about every other night. And that's good. I mean, that's something also you can't even take for granted. So I, I agree with you there, Sal. Uh, UTEP Mineto, quick follow-up. The cheer team, everyone involved with the students, uh, got them into the game at the dawn. Great job and keep it up. Uh, Ryan Guzman tweets us, at home sick, but the Miners gave me the pep I needed. Two games in, and I already see uh, Coach Golding's hand all over this team. Good things are coming. Hashtag Miner Talk. El Wapo tweets the show. 1,100, 300 fans. Uh, 11,300 fans. Yeah, right. Maybe sold, not in the stands. That's what El Wapo says. Uh, yeah, there there we go back to the fans. Um, I think it'll come, and it, it was a fine night for an opening game. I, I don't, you know, if you're telling me it's a fine night for a rivalry game, I get it. You know, they, they should have a lot more. Uh, but it is what it is in, in that sense. Josh tweets the show. Funny. I never, um, huh. That's funny. I, I, I know what it's about. So you, it was tweeted out from the 600 account. Hey, minor talk is right, up. right, right. And he's saying, "Wow, you never tweet this." But I, I just looked and we'll, we'll keep moving. Price is there? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what Josh is saying. He says we never tweet out the call number, but we always do. Uh, Robert Rivera tweets the show five minutes into the game. The stands were still pretty empty. People need to show up on time. Great job, miners. Uh, yeah, this is the city of El Paso. You tell people you're five minutes away, you're, you're finishing the shower. So uh, that's that's pretty much hey, what we. But, what we deal with here in the city. By the way, wink, wink. The game against Sol Ross State next week on a, or on Tuesday on the fifteenth. That one's actually at six, so be sure to get Ooh. there early. Oh man, yeah, it's forget just, it. <laughs> no, they'll still show up at nine. Okay, let's keep it. <laughs> let's keep it moving. Let's go to Ronnie, who's joining us next on the phone lines. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. That's our telephone number to get into the program and give us your thoughts. Ronnie, good evening, man. What's going on? What's up? How you doing? Ronnie, we're hanging in. Um, we're we're uh, undergoing some basketball minor talk. It's no more football. Just kidding. We've got two more football editions of minor talk. Uh, we can't opt out of that one. We can't hit the transfer portal yet on that season of minor yeah, talk. Well, Demo better be in there this weekend. That's all I know. He better be doing some scouting for next season for sure. But uh, as far as basketball goes, I was wrong. The Miners came out today. They played a great game. Um they really did. They shocked me. They did some things with their guard play. They were able to make some changes. But can I just say one thing that's really, yes. really agitating me? Okay, yes. Go for it. I don't – all these fans are just – first of all, you shouldn't even compare this team to last year's team. But if you're going to, you shouldn't discredit last year's kids. Like, this is crazy how many fans are just – don't get me wrong. Mario McKinney had a great game today. But he had 10 points. Are the minor fans forgetting that we had Sule Boom who led – the confidence in scoring, who's at who transferred up to Xavier on a hundred thousand dollar NIL deal, starting for them. Like, so don't get me wrong here. It's a great win, and Mario McKinney's a great player. But stop discrediting what those kids did last year, because you know what? It's those kids' hard work last year that made you say Meyer fans believers this year. Well, well, also, and and also, Ronnie, they wouldn't have recruited any of these guys had they not had the momentum from last year's. Exactly. Yeah. When Boone comes back, none of these kids are even there, man. So don't even, like, all these minor fans are just trying to discredit last year's kids and da-da-da-da. It's like, bro, those kids went through a lot last year. They had a brand-new coach. They had to, you know, a coach that told them probably in their exit meetings he was staying. He leaves later. They get a new coach. They got to fill them out. I mean, Sule Bloom started the season with, what, a broken wrist or something? Keontae That's Kennedy right. There's like a stomach you know, bug. Uh, There's like uh, Keontae yeah. Kennedy's injury Kennedy that, that sidelined time. him. Like he's been an all-conference player. He was one, at one point, Kennedy was the best player on team. So, I mean, that's really agitating me. That, you know, don't compare the two. You know, that's fine. But don't discredit what those kids did last year, man. Don't act like Sule Bloom's jersey shouldn't be in the minor Raptors because it absolutely should when it all said and done. 
Um, just had to get that off my chest. Too many fans. Well, well and it's, it's interesting, team. Ronnie, that you're bringing this up because um, you know, you know, I I never would take for granted what Bryce and Williams brought to the program or what Sule Boom. I, I think that those guys they just elevate your program from a national perspective because if you see Bryce and Williams have success at UTEP and then he's able to parlay that success over somewhere else like Texas Tech, that's actually you know good for UTEP in a sense because it tells you that hey, UTEP did develop the players and and same with Sule Boom in that sense. And um, UTEP could not have gotten all these guys that they had on their roster right now um, if they had an unsuccessful season last year. What would have Joe Golding gone out and re- done in recruiting? What, yeah, how, how, how would he have sold this program to recruits if he didn't have you know the success that he had last year with those guys? And I think that's uh, a big selling point that he had to these current guys. I mean, to Mario McKinney, to Shamar Givens, to Tay Hardy. You go to those guys and you tell them, hey, look at what we did last year with a squad that... Uh, was assembled essentially over the summer. Well, let's do it again with you all. So I, I think that was a big selling point. 100%. You got to discredit what those kids did last year. As far as UTEP going forward, um, what's interesting is um, Alcorn State, the Wichita State today, who's assistant associate head coach would be yours, none other than Butch Pierre. Uh, so he lost a money game at home. Uh, so that's saying Alcorn State. Oh, wow. That's, that, is, yeah. that is big news. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Former coaches that leave UTEP just seem to always struggle. <laughs> cough, cough. Not going to say any names, but um, <laughs> they're out there. Um, anyways, so I think going forward, I'd like to see two things. I I, I think that you gotta you gotta move McKinney to the lineup. Like you gotta give more than twenty minutes a game. I don't know what he what he had going on off the court, but hopefully it's it's null and void, and he's got golden chest. He needs to be on the court closer to thirty minutes. Um, and and secondly. I think you got to calm the Solomon kid down. Now, here's the catch-catch on that. He's a Houston kid, and he's probably a Cox recruiter at Stephen F. Austin, so he probably recruited him there as well, too, and has a history. But that kid has got to get more under control. Everybody keeps saying, like his aggressive, like his aggressive, like his aggressive. Let's not forget, there are kids who can win you games, Sule Booms last season. There are kids who can shoot you out of games, Sule Booms season before with Bryson Williams. So, I mean, you have to – Tighten that leash a little bit with that kid. Like, I know that he's trying to go balls to the wall, no pun intended, but he's got to calm down a little bit, man. Like, he, like you can't tell me that you have to take the next step in the conference, you know, contend with the UABs, the West Kentuckys, and North Texas. Like, and, and I heard somebody say Enrique, uh, you know, being the best player. If yeah. that's the case, you're never going to beat those echelon teams because those echelon teams have elite guard play, and you must have – guard play final, all cylinders to contend and beat the Jelly Walkers and all the Davion McKnight's, all those other good guard uh, players that are on those other teams. So I, I think, you know, it, it's great that Solomon is aggressive, uh, but, you know, he's got to find a role and they got to find a, a way to kind of, you know, let the game come to him and they got to get more McKinney out there and they got to get that guard play clicking on all cylinders. You guys keep telling me how good Grievance is. You guys have watched practice. I haven't. I have yet to see that. He does a lot of little things good, but I'll continue to remind you he came from a losing program. And there's always guys who put up great numbers on losing programs, but that doesn't always translate over. And so until I see him do that on a nightly basis, which he should because you guys say he's that guy, I'm not disputing you, but I'm just saying I need to see it 
on a nightly basis from you. Okay. Yeah, hey, I understand that, Ronnie. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Uh, I understand you need to see it from Shamar Givens. I promise you he's going to have a game coming up soon where he just goes off for like 25 and he's just cooking, or he has like nine assists and he's just chef dishing it out like a chef. So uh, I think that that game is coming. It didn't come tonight, but he did it on the defensive side. Stats won't show it. I saw it. I, I love the, what, what I saw today from Shamar Givens. Um, I get I get where you're coming from also on Calvin Solomon. And I would say this. Um, he is not, he doesn't have uh, Jonathan Dos Anchos anymore to relieve him, uh, but that would have helped. I think that would help Calvin Solomon kind of be reeled in. So you ask me, how can Calvin Solomon be reeled in? Well, it's with Jonathan Dos Anchos because if they have him, they're throwing him in the mix and not giving so many minutes to Solomon. I'm not saying you don't need to give that many minutes to Solomon. He deserves those. But then you're able to kind of uh, have somebody who can play in that position a little bit easier. So then you're not having to rely so heavily on Solomon throughout stretches because I I think that you're going to get the good and the bad from Solomon. The one thing that I love about him, uh, sidebar, Dude, this guy's like in everybody's ear talking and like subtly. Like it's yeah. he, he's like a subtle talker right there. And he's like getting people mad. Like Mike Peak on NMSU yeah. was like furious with uh Calvin Solomon throughout the contest. He's the agitator. Yes. And every team needs that, right? UTEP hasn't had that in some time. Sure. If he can play that role, that's fine, but that's just one part of a, of the game. You definitely want to see him, you know, be a bit more under control with the shots. He has no fear that's you're not worried at all about the fear aspect when it comes to it but that next step right would be to get a couple more buckets per game not take so many bad shots per game but I mean he's out there for a reason this guy's a pest on the um, you know on defense for whoever it is that they're going up against yeah I think you, you hit it right there it's defense for him he was there tonight to to really put something against Deshondre Washington and he was tasked in guarding him throughout this contest which I thought he did an okay job at doing I mean Deshondre Washington he got 18 still but it was a tough 18 on 9 of 17 shooting so it was a tough night for him even though he's, he's still was one of the more successful players on yeah. the Aggies. And he was incredible tonight. I mean, for him to get 18 points, I mean, it took him 17 shots to get there. Don't get me wrong, but this guy didn't go to the line. And he was also um, rebounding as well. I think he led everybody tonight. Yeah, he led everybody with 12 rebounds um, tonight and also with 18 points. But for, for Washington, for him to still be over 500 on the night and and you know get 18 points this guy's only going to get better so it's going to be real scary I on that next matchup, um, he's going to have something in mind for sure. So we'll see what the defense can do to stop him. But Washington and Pinson is going to be a good duo for the Aggies. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's their one-two punch right there. I would just be worried if I were an Aggie fan uh, after this one. Am I t- am I just two-dimensional offensively? Do I just have two players that can get me buckets? But I think it'll it'll. It's just the first uh, contest for the, mm. on the road for the Aggies. Yeah, so it, early reaction right there. I think they'll come along. And it's a brand new team as well. Yep. Too. Just like the Miners, these uh, these guys are returning. I think one guy less. I think the Miners had three. They have two. So wow. th- that's basically a brand new team. But uh, the same way that we don't know what this team is going to be, talking about the Miners, you know, as, as the season rolls along, we know their defense is solid. You could say the same for New Mexico State. Their defense isn't too bad either, and they're still figuring things out on offense. Our telephone number is 915-505-6009. If you'd like to weigh in on the program, now is the time to do it. We're talking UTEP hoops and UTEP basketball specifically. They beat out New Mexico State 67-64. We're going to take a timeout. 
out right now. When we come back, we got a bunch of tweets to still get to. If you'd like to weigh in on the show, now is the time to call us here on the program, 915-505-6009. A bunch of more uh, tweets to get to here as we continue. We're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. More in a moment right here as Minor Talk continues right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk continues here. We're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency with seven locations across El Paso. From the west side to Fabens, trust the Oscar Adietta Agency for all your home, auto, or life insurance needs. I trust the Oscar Adietta Agency with my own home and auto insurance. I've bundled and saved thanks to the great people at Oscar Adietta's agency. And the great part about them, it's no 1-800 number. You just call them right up here, a locally owned agency, and they can help you out and set you up with the right coverage that works within your budget. Let's waste no time. Let's go back to the phones. Let's welcome on Hunter here on the program. UTEP defeats New Mexico State 67-64. Hunter, what's going on, my man? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing tonight? Hunter, um, you know, I, I feel good. I feel good after this one. Um, I think that a lot of minor fans feel positive. I think it's way too early into the season to rush to any overreactions. But I think, uh, you know, if you're a UTEP fan after tonight's game, you 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 got to be feeling pretty good, right? You know, I I haven't seen a that's a that's a battle right there. That was an old school battle with NMSU, two tough teams that that were battling, and uh, and you know you could see it from the first four minutes. Did we have three dunks in the first four minutes between the two teams? Yeah, and it was just like shot for shot, and, it, and both teams were just talking smack after the like. I saw at one point Mario McKinney do the. Too small for me. Too small for me. Uh, de- like uh, you know, celebration as he was going on to the other side. So you know, promising is that it. It was a battle. It was physical. Uh, you know, it, it was it was not easy. But yet, it seemed like UTEP was in control the whole time. So you know, to me, it, w- it was not in doubt. Even though I was I was waiting waiting for that NMSU run, waiting for that run. But the way that UTEP plays defense, that run never came. And even, you know, same thing when they played UT. UT was waiting for that last dagger run, and it just never came. So defense travels. Defense, you know, shots will go in. They, they won't go in. That doesn't matter. You, you play defense like that, you're going to be in any game. And uh, so, so that's, that's promising. Uh, Matt, I'll tell you, and I, I've always been a, a, a fan of old uh, Zarek there as soon as he got on campus. Man, how, how could you not be a fan of that kid? Yeah, he's I mean, so hardworking, and he gets better every year. That's the that's yeah, the uh, I mean, fundamental objective thing right there. He gets better year after year. You just got to root for the guy. You you could tell he's a high character person. Just you you root for people like that. But uh, you know, for as much as he's improved offensively, and and honestly, I don't think he can be defended one on one. So I don't care who he's playing. He just, he's just, he's a physical presence. Even though he's not taller than everybody, he's just a presence. He can't be guarded one-on-one. If he could fix his getting lost on the defensive end, which I think uh, Golding and Cox will work with him on that, that guy, he, he, I mean, he can be an all-conference player by the time he's done here. You know, the, the only thing that frustrated me about that guy is he'll take his eye completely off the ball, have his back to the ball, and then he's not there to help. I saw that maybe three or four occasions. Golding pulled him out, but that guy has the greatest potential on this team out of anybody. Great upside, but they, they play for the most part, five person defense. It's intense the whole time. 
I don't think there'll be any drop-offs. I get what Ronnie said about uh, Solomon. He was getting a little carried away there in the second half. But, hey, man, I'd rather have someone like that than, you know, somebody that doesn't get into the game. Somebody that doesn't get up for these types of games. You know, this guy's doing that for game two. And I'll even say this. UT's lucky that these first two games weren't reversed. Because had you played NMSU first and beat them and learned how to play together, that game would have been even tighter than it was. And that, that, that would have been scary for them. So the future looks bright. This defense will travel. This defense will be consistent. And the toughness will be there. So I think we can all agree that where they were picked in the conference won't even be close to where they're going to finish. I think that's um, very accurate right there because if you, you looked at the preseason polls, what it was it eighth or tenth, whatever it ended up being, but I think that was way too low considering uh, what this coaching staff is. I think you have to just factor in this coaching staff to give you plus three wins than maybe you thought about, uh, than you maybe had predicted before the season started. This coaching staff it might be that good, and and that's encouraging for UTEP, right? Because they needed to get to that level where they can rely on their coaching, they can rely on their support, they can rely on their players. And now you got to actually. This team has depth, Hunter. This team can run 10, 11 guys if they really wanted. Carlos Lemus, he, he wouldn't have played on last year's roster, but this year's he's he's uh, you know contributing on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. This allows him to play at a very intense level the entire game because there's no drop off, you know, and it's going to wear teams down in the second half because it's just not going to stop. They can sub people in. You don't lose a whole lot of skill because. They don't have that one or two special player, even though McKinney at times said he looks special, absolutely special. But they don't have that. And I'll tell you another promising thing. I know people are kind of hit or miss with the fans. It was good to see a student section back. Right. That was a significantly larger, louder student section than I've seen in years. And that, that's good. You need to get out there, engage with the fans. And uh, part of that is what you all do. So, you know, you and Sal sticking around late. Engaging with fans like this makes a difference too, so I appreciate that. And looks like it's going to be a a season to be proud of this year. Hey, well, we appreciate you, Hunter. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, Well, we have a bunch of these for this month in November and next month in December. So just get ready for Minor Talk, okay? You got it, man. You guys take care. All right, take care, Hunter. Appreciate the phone call. Let's keep it moving. Let's welcome on one of our good friends, Kenny Onyema, who's joining us on the show. Uh, Family members of the Onyema family basically have us on speed dial here on Minor Talk, and they're always welcome in to uh, to you know chime in on their thoughts. Kenny, thanks for your call here on the program. What do you think of this one as UTEP defeated New Mexico State 67-64? All right, thanks for having me. this game really just showed how great the depth was because they were basically, I would say, platoon swapping a lot of the players in between. And you really saw no difference in terms of the defense. The defense was always staying active. They were getting uh, turnovers against NMSU. And the offense was just, you could see how they had like four players out. They had one big inside. So it was just a lot of movement overall. And, and the depth was just great. You know, I, I think that the way that you described it, the platoon substitution for UTEP is the best way to describe this because 
we it's not traditional. It's it's kind of unconventional, right, Kenny? It's like they're yeah. subbing guys in after every three minutes or four minutes, and it's like, man, that was quick. Like this guy just barely got onto the floor. You don't want to let him go on for a little while longer, but it helps these guys stay in rhythm. And I think in the first half, it was the best substitution I've seen from Joe Golding ever in a game. It was the absolute best because he kept his guys fresh. There weren't a lot of fouls in the first half either from the minor side, so he was keeping all his guys away from any kind of foul trouble, and uh, I thought that was the way to manage that first half. Just continue to sub, continue to throw new guys out there. Derek Hamilton, I mean, NMSU didn't game plan for that guy. They didn't game plan for Carlos Lemus, and throwing those guys early on into the mix probably confused the Aggies, just showing how much depth that UTEP had. Exactly. I, th- I just thought it was a, a smart move by Coach Golden because it just showed I, I would it was sort of like a power move to show that oh I could take starters and then put put in other players and just consistently switch and you won't really see much of a difference. So it's just leaving the NMSU I, I guess less fresh than the, a lot of the UTEP players because it's just a bunch of switching. Yep, that's right. Uh, give, give me your favorite player from your brother tonight. Was it the putback after uh, McKinney missed it and he dunked it? <laughs> yeah, that was exactly it because <laughs> he was going. He was aggressive for the board. He was just crashing for the offensive board, and it just led him to that that easy putback for him. So it got me hyped looking at it. Yeah, he I, he jumped out of the gym when he when he soared up for that one. I think he I think he kind of knew it wasn't going in. I th- I think you're right yeah. as far as his <laughs> intentions. Like he probably thought, all right, I'm going to crash the board for the offensive rebound. But I think he knew it wasn't going in, so he was about to just <laughs> slam that back up. So I love that. I love that play. Hey. Uh, Kenny, great job as always, man. Uh, you become a good regular here on Minor Talk, and, and you you have some great takes on this. So really appreciate your thoughts, and uh, we'll be sure to talk to you soon enough, okay? Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, that's Kenny Onyema joining us here on the show as we continue on Minor Talk. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. All right, we've, uh, we've finished up some of the calls, so if anybody wants to chime in, feel free to do so. But now let's go to Twitter. Robert Rivero, oh, actually, Kingsley Onyema, speaking of the Onyema family, what a game, UTEP basketball. Great team victory against our rival team. Fans showed out, and the Don nearly sold out. Go Miners, more wins coming. Hashtag Miners. Talk. Uh, Pinky tweets the show. Even though I could not attend, I was score checking about every five minutes and getting more and more excited as the game progressed. Great minor win. Great to hear the crowd was like the olden days. Looking forward. Thanks for the great job, fellas. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, that's coming from Pinky. My name is Jeff. Good friend of the show. <laughs> the Aggies lost to the Miners. The UTEP Hoop stars. The Don is loud and proud, baby. Hashtag Miner Talk. Hashtag, oh, I don't think I can say this, but I like it. <laughs> I like it. Spell it out. No, uh, yeah, kidding. there you go. Uh, <laughs> 915 Sun City tweets us. Give props to Derek Hamilton. Big man gave big minutes. Loved what he did tonight. Absolutely huge. Minutes played dividends in the second half. Well, I think his minutes uh, really allowed uh, Kevin Kalu and Zarek Onyema to get that rest that they needed they had that opportunity um he they had that opportunity to have uh Derek Hamilton actually you know um relieve those forwards uh late in the first half and he played quality minutes four minutes four points good job right there man good job uh Joe Chacon back with us 
The wife and I started dating 23 years ago today. She wanted to do something different and got her nose pierced, tattoo on her arm, and one for me on the calf while I was listening to the game on my phone. It was calf a great tat? night. Calf tap got for, a calf for Joe tat. Chacon. He got a calf wow. tat of the minor pickaxe. Okay. Respect, respect. All respect, right. man. Now, um, now he can kick axe. There you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, he joins the club. Who else has minor pickaxes that you know, Sal? Uh, th- this one. Uh, I don't know. I think his mic cut off. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, okay. So you and Joe are in the, yeah, in the squad. I, I Who do else? have a, uh, You remember Froggy? Yes. He has one. Okay, okay. Um, somebody else. I'm not too sure. I'm pretty sure there's other people out okay, there. Okay, we need blanking. we need to know. All right, everybody out there who's listening to us, if you know somebody, if you have a tattoo of UTEP, a pickaxe or anything, send it our way. We want to know tats. Uh, we want to see the tats and all that kind of stuff. And we want to we want to start like a little crew. It's like the the pickaxe tattoo crew. Is it, what do you think, Sal? We'll, we'll come up with a name, yeah. It, it, we'll, we'll put in some <laughs> we'll ideas. We'll workshop something yeah. better. <laughs> All right, let's 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 keep it moving. Uh, let, let's see the tattoos. I know we got people out there with the, the minor pickaxe tattoo. Uh, Mary Onyema. Man, the Onyema family is out and supportive tonight. This game was great. It was team effort. The, la- the house was loud. And here while we were cheering on the minors, super proud of Zarek Onyema. Yeah, you should be. He had a great game. Michael Nunez tweets us, did not look like 11,000 fans, lots of empty seats. Was it maybe ticket sales? It was probably group tickets. That's what I would guess. That's my best guess there. Uh, UTEP Zay said 9,000 at most in the stands. It's probably about right. Maybe 10 at most. Uh, I don't know. Um Rip City Trades tweets us, UTEP and NMSU will just get better. Once they're both in Conference USA, there'll be some epic conference games. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. There will yeah. be some epic conference games between both these teams. Isn't it weird that we're going to see, instead of like November and December games for this series, we'll see January and meaningful like February yes. games for these groups? I- I'm glad you said meaningful because, yes, these games are important. Don't get me wrong because it's a rivalry. But right? when there's more on the line than just your pride, that's where things really become more interesting because when people talk about you know the the golden days of uh, of UTEP basketball right 80s and and they even want to bring up um, you know the the whack days as well even after the 80s a lot of those games against their rivals were in the conference and and that being included with New Mexico State so these games are going to have a lot more meaning and also too we'll have a clearer um, image or, or, or clearer, how could I say this, guess or guesstimation of what that team can be like because they've already had so many games under their belt at that point. There's no guessing like, oh, this was an Aggie team before this happened or this was a minor team after this happened. No, you're getting them when they need to be playing their best basketball. Yeah, and actually in that case, Sal, you get more involvement in the rivalry, right? Because you have teams, yeah. you have both sides essentially saying like, hey, I don't I don't care about like UTEP's uh, non-conference schedule if I'm NMSU. I'm not caring about NMSU's non-conference schedule if I'm UTEP. I'm just watching their their team as a whole, and I know them. Like I, I watch them uh, week by week. I know their score. I know their record. Mm-hmm. And if it's a January or February game, this rivalry could take a whole new life. It, it could be on a whole new level of intense. And and let's just say you know that the two matchups are really good in the regular season. And right. we talked about this earlier. What if there's a conference? 
conference tournament matchup there. Oh my goodness! You know Forget that about it. The stakes Forget are going to be it. even higher. So I look forward to seeing that. And then also, you mentioned the non-conference that frees up a game or two games for both of these teams to either get more revenue or bring somebody in into their house and uh, you know try try and rack up a. a win on their schedule but I mean this this is better for both teams in my opinion doesn't matter which conference as long as they're in the same conference so yeah I'm with you on that side and I also think if you're UTEP and you have that home and home spend that on New Mexico play the play New Mexico at the pit and have them come here every single year a a home and home if you have to do one with a non-conference opponent try to make it to where it's in New Mexico I I think that might be unrealistic but still give it your best effort to try to make that relationship happen so that they play yearly the fact that they're not playing this year that's a crime I mean UTEP should play uh, UNM year after year UTEP should play more Mountain West opponents year after year and I, I would I feel like I'm saying this, screaming off the top of the hill, when in reality, uh, it's way easier said than done. I mean, schedule making in college basketball is one of the most difficult things at the mid-major level. Yeah, because there's so many moving factors, right? If a team changes conferences, and let's say you're now in a conference, uh, congrats, that game you wanted is already automatically scheduled. But now you got to restructure everything else, and, and also, too, some of these schedules aren't finalized until the very final minute and things can change at that point too there's just so many moving parts and when you consider the fact that what is it 320 something teams right yeah that's that's a ridiculous amount of parties to be on the same page yeah (laughs) it's crazy i know i'm with you on that i mean that's uh, when you think about it as a whole it, it really puts things into perspective uh let's keep it moving on twitter this is coming from uh ryan guzman during my college years we played texas tech at the dawn got bobby knight to yell at us let's keep the momentum going student section uh hashtag minor talk that's coming from our man ryan guzman here on the program uh a couple other tweets uh steven adiola said um yeah three times question mark as far as UTEP playing NMSU, yes, they could play in the Sun Bowl Invitational. They could possibly play in the Sun Bowl Invitational if, and only if, uh, NMSU were to beat uh, Kent State and UTEP uh, advances on their end of the bracket. I believe UTEP in that one plays North Carolina A&T, so not necessarily an easy one for UTEP either. Uh, But nonetheless, UTEP with a huge 67-64 victory. Let's turn the page and let's start talking about some awards here on the program. Uh, Let's go off first with our uh, Win Supply El Paso Hot Hand of the Game Award, and that's brought to you by our great friends at Win Supply El Paso. Sal, in this one, as far as hot hand goes, we got to give it to the guy, Mario McKinney Jr., and what he was able to do. 10 points today, 5 of 10 from the uh, field, and uh, played 21 minutes in uh, in this game. His first game back off a personal matter leave, and uh, now Mario McKinney Jr. really shined in this one. 10 points, just looked electric when he was on fire in this contest. Yeah, this is a guy who provided um, an instant spark for the minors that they needed. I mean, we talk about how the offense is going to have to get going at some point. And it might not be far off to say that in a lot of the runs that could come in the future could be sparked by none other than um, the Mario McKinney. And uh, with his 10 points tonight, I want to equal that with us pausing 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. (laughs) 
Well, I, I would just say, Sal, when it comes to Mario McKinney Jr. being the hot hand of this contest, I think he's going to be the hot hand moving forward for a lot of different games. I mean, just what he was able to do. So let's keep it moving with our next award here on the program. As far as our player of the game, we could have gone different directions. We could have gone Tay Hardy, 14 points. We could have gone Mario McKinney Jr. with his 10 points. But we're going to go with Zarek Onyema. 13 points in this contest, 7 rebounds. Really set the tone early on into this game. Zarek Onyema, player of the game in the first one, player of the game in this game. Uh, just very impressed by him all around, Sal. Every time that they needed a big bucket, he had that momentum swinging dunk that the Miners needed. Yeah. And and then, on top of all that, my one of my favorite plays in this whole contest, uh, Kenny said his favorite one was the putback. My favorite one was his bounce pass uh, to <laughs> Tay Hardy, yeah. his assist. It was like... It was beautiful. It was it was like a picture-perfect pass. It was a bounce pass that Zarek Onyema dished it out to uh, a, a driving Tay Hardy in the middle of traffic, and he hit it right on the money and uh, made that play happen. Zarek Onyema, player of the game, thanks to Keith Southwest. Yeah, just the trust that these guys have in each other early on, right? Like, to make a pass like that, it's, it's not warranted. It's you, you got to be on the same page a lot. you got to practice that a ton in order to pull it off, and that's what they do. I'm super excited to see the ball movement from you know the offense going forward because if the big man is making a pass like that you you know that the guards are going to be doing that for, for their bigs as well but if the ball's moving all around a lot of guys could be getting some easy buckets and uh, just an incredible night for Zarek you definitely want to see that foul trouble um you know yeah. be reduced for sure because like I said earlier he can't be effective if he's not out there but just the initiative that he's showing to to be that that force down low it's impressive and that's what they need uh, Zay with a good point. I doubt UNM schedules both uh, NMSU and UTEP home and homes nearly. So, yeah, it's true. When you have uh, at UNM already doing a home and home with NMSU, it's going to be tough to try to get them to do it with UTEP as well. But, hey, one can dream, one can hope. So let's see what ha- ends up happening. Uh, Love the point you made there, Sal. Onyema definitely needs to stay on the floor. Five fouls tonight. He did foul out of this contest, but did make his presence f- uh, feel um, you know known. And, and he's a guy who's just going to be um, a reliable option for this front court throughout the season. Zarek Onyema winning our player of the game, and that's uh, thanks to our great friends at Keith Southwest. A couple other tweets to get to, then we're going to wind things down here on the program. Tommy Carrasco talking about the... Wait, wait, how about this one, Sal? Before I get to Tommy's tweet, yeah. what do you think about Minor Ink Crew? Do you like that? Minor Ink Crew? Minor Ink Crew... I would maybe drop the crew just minor ink. Ooh, okay. okay. Oh, like minor ink, but ink for incorporated, but with the K. There you ah, go. There we go. All right. That's what I think. Let me know what you guys think. Welcome back, minor ball. Can they start playing amen again in the last minute of a win again? Good old days. And yes, I can kick axe now for real. Hashtag UTEP alumni. Hashtag minor ink crew. And that's what Joe Chacon said. Tommy Carrasco with his awesome, awesome picture got this when the UTEP football team had zero wins win still minor proud and it's a it's a tattoo of the old school minor what do you think of that sal oh i love it it's awesome a logo would you do a logo tat uh probably not i i think more so kind of just something where if you see it you'll know what it is just to kind of you know make the brain guess a little bit i guess yeah simplistic but but this is really cool though I, i love when um when they put these back on the helmets and you and i were talking about this um during the campaign i think when coogler was here they put that that old school logo on the helmets and um they rolled off some some good wins and also there was this guy he wore number 29 I think he made the NFL. He was on the team too, so it it made it really fun to watch them. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're exactly right there, Sal. Sal. And 
Um, you know, I would also have to say this, that uh, anybody else who ends up sending these uh, these Twitter photos to us, just be prepared. We're going to come up with the, with the name. Maybe Minor Ink Mafia? Mm, maybe. 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 All right. We're going to workshop this. We're going to get it down. <laughs> the, I like the Minor Ink. I like what you said there. That's that's a really good one. Uh, let's keep, let's uh, wind things down. UTEP takes on Sol Ross. That's coming up Tuesday. We'll have Minor Talk still after that one. We're going to have Minor Talk a lot throughout this month. So uh, our listeners will definitely get a good uh, chance to hear a lot of UTEP hoops here. It's a 7 o'clock tip-off, Tuesday, November 15th. It's coming up this week. We'll have all the coverage for you starting at 6.30 with the countdown to tip-off show. Sal, any final thoughts tonight? UTEP beating New Mexico State 67-64. It's a step in the right direction for sure. This definitely shapes up things for a very interesting night in uh, in Cruces when they meet up uh, later on, I think, what, next month in December is when they... November 30th. 30th. Okay, yeah, so at the end of the the month. Yeah, so they'll take them on over there in their house. It's not going to be easy. They're definitely going to remember tonight, but um, for sure, step in the right direction. And then looking forward to next game on um, on Tuesday, not much to really make out of it, if I'm going to be honest with you. I agree. But for guys like um, Derek Hamilton, you want to see him put up some more buckets. An efficient two-for-two night, but two guys that I really want to see take charge because we we see their shots night in and night out. It's kind of like, what are you doing at times? But they have a chance to really put a staple, um, you know, as as far as some points goes going forward by building that momentum. One is Jamari Sibley, and the other one would be uh, Calvin Solomon. So I definitely want to see those two guys take charge of the offense, but be efficient when they do that. Hey, uh, great storyline of the Sol Ross State game. A lot of El Pasoans on that Sol Ross basketball roster. Manuel Flores, he went to Chapin High School, uh, standout for Chapin. Uh, Julian Paredes, uh, graduate from Canetillo High School, he's on that team as well. Mitchell Martinez, who graduated from Eastwood, was a standout with the Troopers a couple years ago. Also, you got to look at Omar Ibarra, uh, who also was a really fine player for Isleta High School. He's a sophomore right now with Sol Ross State. And then, uh, talking about a couple other ones, uh, Christian, actually just one more, Christian Nevada's combo guard, he's a freshman, uh, just had an outstanding season with the America's Trailblazers last year. And uh, yeah, freshman newcomer with this Sol Ross team. So it's kind of cool. We get a, a, a bevy of El Paso players coming into their hometown yeah. to take on the Miners. That must be a great feeling. We got about five uh, hometown players over there at Sol Ross coming back home. Yeah, it's, it's out in the Big Bend, not too far. And uh, if I can be honest, I went there for a semester. Hey, there you yeah, go, yeah, man. Yeah, Love it. But I came right back. You're, you're a grad from UTEP, but, uh, we know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll represent El Paso. But uh, nonetheless, though, definitely a good time. These two teams meet up because that means there's probably a, a good amount of El Paso players out there on their squads. We know there's a lot of El Paso uh, natives out there in um, in Alpine, Texas, going to Sol Ross. So, uh, yeah, if, if you know they're going to bring their family out here, go out there for the El Paso night, I guess, if yeah, you want to put I- it that way. I'm with you there, Sal. Hey, uh, really special thanks to our great sponsors, the Oscar ID at the agency, of course, uh, Wind Supply El Paso and Keith Southwest for joining us here on Minor Talk to kick off the basketball season. We're ready. We're ready to go. This week, we've got Tuesday edition of Minor Talk. It's Sol Ross State for men's basketball. And then Saturday... We got football again. FIU, it's senior day. It's an afternoon kickoff, 2 o'clock start for that one. We'll have all the coverage for you, 600 ESPN El Paso, but that'll wind things down for us here tonight. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Brada saying so long, and thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar IDF Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.